Hi everyone, Luke here. Welcome to Ale of a Time. This week it's just Dave and I. You'll notice a bit of a glitch at about just after seven minutes where it'll jump forward a bit. That's because I knocked the cord on my uh, equipment and it was quite sensitive and it came out. We also don't have a guest this week. We'll be back next week with uh, Dunk from Hop Nation, former guest and uh, probably familiar to a lot of people out there. But uh, Dunk's uh, Dunk and the team at Hop Nation have been up to a lot of different things since we last spoke to them circa 2017 or something so uh yeah it'll be really cool to catch up with him and find out all things hop nation and site ferment and seltzer and blobfish festival and, and all those things that they're up to uh in the meantime enjoy this chat and uh yeah we'll chat to you all very soon Been better, sure, of course. I, I was, I was going to lie and say, "Yeah, I'm great," but nah, been better. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? Oh, just more or less the same. Pretty flat. It sort of feels like we're never going to get out of this. No, it's yeah, that's the vibe. Yeah, that I'm getting. Um, so I guess at time of recording, we have just uh, been hit two more weeks of lockdown. Yep. Here in Melbourne, as of uh, nine o'clock tonight. It's been extended, I guess. Yeah, it sucks. Um, neither of us have, have kids, but oh, I feel for yeah, anyone tough with one. kids out there that uh, can't go to the playground. Could not even imagine it. <sighs> so, yeah. Um, and Sydney, obviously, uh, ACT, everyone that's kind of going through some things. But maybe we've, Feels we've like got we're some... in a pretty bad spot at the moment, hey? Yeah, yeah. I got my first um, AstraZeneca. Uh, yeah, that's the one where it's not too—it's not too bad. It's a, its the second one that's um, the tough one, isn't it? Oh, I heard second was bad for Pfizer, first was bad for AstraZeneca. Oh, I've heard. Oh, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I thought I heard that the second one was tough. For I, th- I mean, I think it hits different for different people. Sure, well. of course, of course. Um, my so the first twenty-four hours were awful, were really unpleasant. In what way? Like, what sort of symptoms? Well, I mean, I've had a, I guess one of the worst ones, I've had a headache for 18 months at this point with post-concussion sure. syndrome. Yeah. Um, and it made that a lot worse. Also, also, one of the symptoms for the blood clots is a headache. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to know. Did you talk to your GP when you got that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's, I, so it's it, a different, different sort. I'll know, I'll know that it's. Yeah, okay. At this point, I know what this headache is. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, and um, then a little bit unsettled, and then like really just flu, flu-like, tired, achy, uh, all night. Like I didn't really have a good sleep. Um, I kind of did half a work day. I was working so tough when you're feeling bad, and then you can't get, you can't sleep. It's just like, yeah. Again, I mean, in microcosm, it feels like when are you going to get like get past this? But then um, come. This, this almost sounds like I, I'm just faking it because Emma came in at like five o'clock and she's like, you know, how are you feeling? Like, are you, you know, because we talked about going for a walk down to Trouble and Dreams and getting a cocktail. Yeah. She's like, you know, you're feeling up to it. I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling fine now. 
now that it's five o'clock on a Friday. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I genuinely like it had just completely gone and I, I was feeling better than I had had been prior. So Perfect. Was, um, in time to walk down That's the trail and dreams. Yeah. And I mean, uh, the, I got, the way we're all feeling at the moment, you'd expect um, you'd expect that just set in at five o'clock on a Friday and just ruin your weekend. Yeah, yeah. You could quite easily just go, I'm just going to bed. And not, yeah. <laughs> not doing anything. Uh, I really wanted to walk down and, and get the cocktail, which we bought home and consumed at home for the record. Yes, day. good. Um, shout out to, to uh, Chad Let's, at Trouble and Dreams. What did you get? We got a, uh, it was a double-double martini. So it was a martini made with just all sorts of extra you know, I think there was celery seeds infused in something, and I think there was two different sorts of martini. Uh, sorry, gin, and uh, and you could choose your garnish. So let me ask you this: talk- What does the double double refer to? I think it's it's almost like a double IPA in the sense they've turned everything up: more ingredients, more yeah, right, more bitterness, okay. more more aromatics. Interesting. Um, I, I, I think it's set on the sign, but yeah. And um, how was it? Yeah, it was, it was great. It was, it was really fun. Yeah. Um, and shout out to Trouble and Dreams, uh, Chad down there, that he was on Beer Together. I don't think he was on Ale of a Time. We've no, talked about it, No, he was on though. Beer Together. Um, yeah, that's right. One of the loveliest people in, in the world, uh, just such a nice guy and has, has, you know, working, opened his bar during COVID basically. Yeah, exactly. And I remember when they first opened... Yeah, in COVID, they were doing the takeaway cocktails and in mm. lockdown one, yeah, we got, I mean, a little bit sneaky. We got, um, we got, we're well outside the radius, but we got a sneaky little delivery over the border. Um, yeah, back in you could, lockdown you, one, so. They could, they could deliver outside of the border, couldn't they? It was, it was, out, it was outside of the air radius, it wasn't the official radius. Um, yeah, sorry, outside their delivery radius. Yeah, but, um, yep, yep. Saved you, Dave. I saved you from... Yeah. Hey, I didn't go anywhere. Um, yeah, really, really lovely experience. We've we had one the other week as well. And uh, shout out to you know anyone that's doing anything to to keep the business afloat. Uh, oh, and, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and, and the price. Some, um, was, was oh yeah, 20, 20, maybe twenty four dollars for a, a serve of two. That's nuts. Um, yeah, and you get a, uh, a garnish with it as well in the little bag so you come home and make your you know world-class cocktail for what's it 12 bucks each 12 bucks each um terrific yeah that's, that's unreal i remember the the box that we got was i want to say it was three double serves like three cocktail double serves and like it was very i think it was like 50 dollars or something like that, like very reasonably priced. Mm, mm, yeah, I think that was kind of his thing when he was doing those was to make sure they were reasonably priced, just because he was new on the scene and sure, just wanted to also, sort of establish a name and a reputation. And they were all yeah. excellent. Yeah. Um, like the only the only thing that we said that wasn't this is the best cocktail I've ever had was we had one that like just wasn't. It was like spectacular, but just not my favorite style of cocktail. So that was the yep. thing you could say um, against them. Yeah. Oh no, Dave! What's I just up? surreptitiously opened my my gl- can of drink. 
Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say beer because it's mead and it, it exploded a little bit. Oh, no. Is that right, what that, that hubbub was I heard in the background? Yeah. Anyway, the erosion meads were delicious. The podcast uh, is excellent if you didn't listen to it that we did with them. And, uh, good, Dave, yeah. I've still got four meads for you. How good's my haven't. Absolutely. Um, I realize in all this flailing, we've lost the all the links that we had. We to do, talk about. yeah. I've got them open still. So if you remember the oh, excellent. other, do you have do you have the links open still? Mm, yes, you do. Okay, I can't remember the other topic, so we'll have to. Well, I, I guess one my one I was going to say was um, along with the four cans of meat I've got for you, I've also got a big bottle of meat, a seven fifty. Oh yeah, uh, that I am hoping to open. Um, with a couple of other sort of bigger beers that I've been sent um, along with you and our good friends at Crack the Ceiling podcast. Yeah, very good. Bit of, bit of a planning. Um, I look forward to that in 2023. That would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you haven't listened to Crack the Ceiling podcast, they just did a really good episode with Cherry, who uh, Cherry Noble from Black Hearts and Sparrows. She is the beer buyer there. And uh, she talks about how she buys beer and how she sure. became a, be- a that's, beer buyer. That's sick how they got the, they got the expert beer <laughs> buyer. What a fun – like imagine calling yourself a beer buyer. Especially for, for that shop. They, look, she didn't – she hesitated to say it wasn't a chain of shops. She said we can't call it a chain on the podcast. Why? I don't know. I've, I, I, like it's a chain, right? from an optic – yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely a chain. I think because the owners don't want to be associated with McDonald's or sure, you know, what but you don't get to dictate those terms. I think <laughs> how many <laughs> how many shops have they got? Fourteen. That's the, yeah. oh, they could not be more of a chain. Yeah, <laughs> and I love Black Hearts. Like, Same. Yeah, legitimately, I think one of the best shops to go to to buy beer or wine anywhere you are. Um, they always just do such a good job at selling beer or wine that, you know, if it's not, it's not a, it's not a photocopy of, you know, a McDonald's shop kind of a thing. Well, way back in the day, they were like, they were a part of like one of my favorite um, going out experiences when we used to go to see gigs at the now closed East Brunswick club, mm. we'd go and have a beer at Atticus Finch. Mm-hmm. Then on the way, drop in at Blackhearts and Sparrows and get a traveler to walk up to East Brunswick club to see a band Great. play. I mean, like just the best. So yeah, I've, I've loved, I've had a, I've had a, uh, a, a soft spot for um, Blackhearts and Sparrows. Yes. More or less my adult life. They um they used to be a really good they still are I think it's been a a little bit since I've been into one but they've always got sneaky lambic on the shelf sneaky lambic is like yeah. one of those treasure trove moment things where you're like Ooh, um, for, what's going on here for, for a while there they were offloading I think they just wasn't moving so they had uh, I think it was ten dollars a bottle for um, Oud Bursal and Boone products uh, just for the, the small three seventy fives but. $10 Lambic, every time you go into a shop is, you know, it's a good deal. Yeah, you'd be mad to not uh, pick up a couple. Um, yeah, so and yeah, have a listen to the, the episode um, and Crack the Ceiling podcast was featured in the Crafty Pint, so go read about uh, what Lindsay and Tiff are up to and 
um, yeah, it's been kind of a start and stop podcast. Just everything has been at the moment. So um, looking forward to getting to some rhythm now that they've got four shows under their belt. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's funny, like it's a pretty easy like comparison to draw between us and them because of the association and like mm. it's so funny how like more technically in the know <laughs> they are than we um it's hilarious i think yeah so they're gonna have a lot of great content i think mm. Mm. oh you mean technically as in knowing about beer yeah 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 absolutely absolutely like legitimate experts um, oh, also on the Crafty Pint, Dave, this week. Oh, we haven't got a guest, by the way, if you haven't worked it out. <laughs> there, we haven't just been ignoring someone. <laughs> what is, <laughs> how time. patient would they be, though? That would have been <laughs> some of the best behaved guests we've had. Um, also on the Crafty Pint, he highlighted a bit of a, a bit of a, a grassroots campaign. And Dave, I love a grassroots campaign in the beer world. Too right. I love that when someone just says, hey, I want, this to be better i want this thing to happen i'm gonna do it mm-hmm. uh this is from lady underscore beer malade it's a, a riff on lady marmalade mm-hmm. uh, on instagram and she um her name's jules armstrong she has been sort of doing an empty the kegs campaign where she's sort of highlighting basically uh, trying to sort of share the love of who's filling up growlers or squealers or doing takeaways from taps um in and out of lockdowns, you know, every every bar is having to to put taps on, take taps off. So if, if anyone is trying to get through the taps, um, she's trying to highlight them. So uh, head over to the Crafty Pint. Great idea. That one. Yeah. Great idea. Um, I think hashtag empty the kegs on, on Instagram is the place to find it. Very good. Perfect um, idea. Yeah, it's it like, a good idea. It's a, like it's an unquantifiable amount of beer that it could go to waste when you just have like these snap lockdowns without too much certainty about when anyone's going to get um, back open again. So yeah, big one. I remember at the, f- the end of the very first lockdown when we all thought, Oh, it's, it's over with, we're going to get back to normal. Um, and we went to a bar and they had a keg on that was really old. Like you taste it was three yeah. or four months old and it just tasted gross. Um, you know, it was a beer that I, I knew really well, and I was like, ugh. But it's like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna drink it, and I'm gonna enjoy yeah, it. Just you just choke it down. Yeah, you yeah, gladly I, pay I, your eleven dollars a pint or whatever it is, and then you, <laughs> yeah, and you find something packaged yeah. and popping fresh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you check it out. Envy the kegs. Good work, and um, you know, if, if you're out there and you've got a small social media following, feel free to bloody share as much as you can as well, and. Shout out all the all the businesses you love. Definitely. Um, Howler. You want to talk about Howler? Sure, sure. Not the not the inner city music venue that. No. So what's the best gig you've seen at Howler, Dave? Um, I saw. Oh, what are their names? God damn it! Um, Goat. Do you know Goat? No. Uh, I saw them. They are a. Kind of wild um, Swedish experimental, I would say, uh, would be their style. But man, electric on stage, um, and uh, yeah, like 
sort of like the perfect, I mean, maybe Northcote Social Club as well, but like, you know, the venues that are kind of shallower, but wide, mm. does that make any sense? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I feel like yeah. the music tends to like fill up those rooms really well. So uh, yeah. yeah, however, that's not the howler that we're talking about. No, right no. Uh, just quickly, my favorite gig there was Saba, S-A-B-A, the, mm-hmm. the rapper, Chicago rapper. Uh, saw it with Will from the Crafty Pint, and uh, nice. it was a great time. Anyway, we're not talking about that. Uh, Howl of the Brewery. Do you know much about these guys? I hadn't heard of them until this story. So that's actually Coinda. used to be Coinda. I see. So um, in, in company or in uh, – Location. location. I don't yeah, think okay. any of the originals are involved. Right. Um, one of the originals was a photograph of him doing a neo a bloody How Hitler in the Age not too long ago. Uh, he's not yeah, involved anymore. Okay. Um, but uh, the current current owners are in, under fire. So they have a Milo Stout, which just looks like a can of Milo. Yeah, I've I've got the label up now from the Bruise News article. Mm. Preposterous label. I think they've had a couple that are similar. Now, why, why is it preposterous? Know. Paint us paint us a word picture, Dave. It's literally the Milo tin label. Like, it's exactly the same um, design. Like, I mean, by design, and I don't know if it's just that we have. Like we have taken note of all these um, terrible decisions people have made around this kind of thing, so each one hits a little bit harder. But and that's I'm, I'm sure that's that's right because I remember there were a couple of like chocolate bar beers right back when this first started that were like literally just the labels of yeah um, the the labels with some words changed. But like we if you've if you've been around for any more than a couple of years. You have to know that this is like, I don't know, it seems, it seems ridiculous. Yeah, and it's ridiculous for t- on two levels. One is the uh, that it's not your trademark. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just use someone else's trademark. Um, and then, then the other one is the, the ABAC one, which is, you know, what's also, I guess, not ridiculous but strange is copyright or trademark cases aren't coming up in the beer world at all. Um, it's always it's always ABAC that that ends up doing it. Well, that's 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 true, but it can not come up until it does, and when it does, it's going to finish a business. It could, yeah, yeah. If, I if, mean, if, if I things... could. I, I would only. I'd venture to guess that any business that is doing this probably might not be in a position to defend themselves for very long. Yeah, but in this case, you know, it's a one-off beer. They'd get a they'd probably get a cease and desist. I don't think they sure. would have to go to court. And you know, it's not like they're building their brand on that one beer. True. It just I mean if you get a particularly litigious um, brand defending their um, their IP. Yeah. I don't know. Like you, you just open yourself up, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And so, what? But what's happened here is they, so ABAC, um, the Advertising Bureau for Alcohol, 
said, no, you need to, to take down the ads and stop making that beer, uh, stop making the packaging. And they said, no, the, the company just ignored it basically. So then it was escalated. Uh, I don't have the article open. Did you, who was it escalated to there, Dave? Let me have a look. Uh, it was referred to the VCGLR, and I can't wait to tell you who that is, uh, the Victorian Commission for Gaming and Liquor Re- Regulation. So they've said, yeah, no, you can't do this. And that they have more authority than ABAC. Yep. Basically, if if Hala keep making this product, which I, as far as I know, they haven't made it anyway, um, like for a while, or they're yep. it's not a regular thing, they can then be fined $20,000. Yeah. And that is significant. Of course. Uh, and, and the reasoning is appealing to kids. You can't appeal to children with your advertising. Hmm. Um, the... The article mentioned that someone had someone actually drank it. A child drank it. Yeah, I'm not sure I believe I'm that. I'm skeptical <laughs> about that, but that's sort of beside the point. Yeah, it's completely beside the point. Yeah, it's it's just kind of lazy as well. Like, definitely, it's, it's not your it's not your property. <laughs> like using an incredibly well established um, brand drink <laughs> just to go yank and just slap it on your beer. <laughs> Um, yeah, there are, I've seen people say that you know the defense is parody or fair use, but I, I don't think I mean, fair use doesn't exist in Australia, so it's an American, um, yeah, legal thing. And parody is interesting as well, yeah. Like, I, I, I don't even know if that would hold, I don't think that holds up in Australia either, yeah. And it's not parody, it's not, no, yeah. it's not, <laughs> it might be lighthearted, but that's different, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, ha- if you ever go to Haller's Facebook, it's interesting because you, you, we haven't heard of them. They don't really play in the beer space, I don't think. Um, in terms of you know marketing to to beer geeks and you know being involved in. So what's their like? What's like? What's their? Uh, are they more of a brew pub? Yeah, yeah, very like. If you you're going to get a Oreo martini, if you go. Okay. Well, you're not, but someone no, is no, definitely going to get yeah, Oreo, okay. I'm going to see martini. plenty of Oreo martinis. Okay. Yeah, and like lots of kind of you know freak food, like a, a stacked Palmer, and for sure, for sure. Okay. Um, so the, it looks like oh no, that's a different beer. Never mind. I just found a milk stout on their beer menu that's four and a half percent. So that's not the same one. I thought they might have hmm. um, updated the name on that, but it doesn't look like it. Um, yeah, so certainly like, I'm mean, just looking at their Facebook, you can get a flake shake cocktail, which Ooh, looks very good to me. No, it look, too sweet. Yeah. It looks like something I, I was a nightmare to drink. Um, you know, it's a, it's a big, it's in a takeaway cup cause obviously COVID and it's got chocolate swirls and then a lot of milk and a lot of cream and a lot of ice cream and flake. I don't know how much of that, I, one of those I could drink. Do you know what um, happens? Um, I don't know if you had the equivalent of this. You might not have um, in Westport growing up, but like here, one of the f- first things that we did when we turned 18 was to go to a fun cocktail bar. And that, mm. that for a lot of suburbanites was TGI Fridays. Oh, yeah. um, and it was a lot of those just like ice cream milkshakes, but just with Kahlua or whatever it is in there. That was like... yeah. Pretty gross, and they have their 
giant like fishbowl glasses with that, but they like throw the bottles around and stuff. So it feels like a fancy show. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like once you get through like a third of one of those, you're like, oh, okay, I guess I don't like these very much. <laughs> It's just, just, um, just learning things as a, as a, as a, 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 a teenager. That's, that's all part of the process. Absolutely. And, and looking at the comments, you know, the replies on their Facebook, people are genuinely excited about these and seem to enjoy them. So, I mean, uh, we've had a couple of conversations about um, venues that do this kind of thing. And, like, I don't know, people like it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. People, people seem to dig it, yeah. Well, for people that follow, I don't, have we talked about it on the show, the Fat Chef place that I got kind of obsessed with I feel with like recently? we might have uh, we might have talked about it, but, mate, we can always go over it again. I haven't actually checked in on them in a while, but for people that ha- don't follow me on Twitter. And <laughs> what are they in Kilo? Is that right? They've got two, actually. There's one in Karam Downs as well. Right. Karam Downs. Um, is it Kilo or something like that? Yeah, Kilo East and Karam Downs, yeah. I think. And they do... <laughs> Palmer stacks, so you can get like a three-stack Palmer. So it's just three Palmers on top of each other. But then they started doing boards, which is like long planks, like for a, a group of just Palmers stacked on each other, like three high, and maybe <laughs> you get like 30 Palmers. And you see them carrying through the restaurant, and people are just losing their minds. That's so funny. It's so it's, good. And it's, it's, isn't, isn't like, thing. it's really like wholesome gear as well, isn't it? Like it's just well, people yeah. like failing challenges or whatever. Yeah, they so they have the Palmer challenge where like you've got to eat it in fifteen minutes, uh, and you see someone like the, the social media person, which I think is like the owner, takes a photo of them giving a thumbs up at the start and then a thumbs down at the end when they fail. <laughs> <laughs> and when they fail, they just look so defeated because they've just they've just eaten a gross amount of food. <laughs> I'm looking at some of the photos on TripAdvisor for them, and oh uh, yeah. It's hilarious because is TripAdvisor all just like user uploaded photos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at one that's like a, a blurry Caesar salad photo. <laughs> like you could not tell, like a weirdly out of out of frame um, <laughs> photo of two blue cocktails that aren't really the focus. Like the corner of the bar is the focus. This is the best. This is gross, actually. There's a jalapeno popper that's had like all the um, batter and cheese bitten off it, but not the jalapeno. So it's just like a gross, wet bit of jalapeno pepper with <laughs> very close up. Oh, this is the best. Anyway, um, Fat Chef, very enthusiastic yeah. about their social yeah. medias. Yeah, they, they, and they, you know, fuck, they, they really people love going there. By all accounts, they. And if I'm not mistaken, like I, I wasn't having a look, but um, they were like. Actively, regularly updating all that stuff, weren't they? Oh, they post. Yeah, and I mean, like, <laughs> if you like it, I mean, you want to see all the updates. So, so Dave, what I'm looking at now is a, a Parma Lucky, uh, which is a, it's a portmanteau of Parmigiana and Souvlaki. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Parma Lucky on a 2.2 meter platter board, um, and what? like. I'm going to try and des- yeah, it's long. I'm going to try and describe this to you. There's, <laughs> there's, there's stacks of like five parmesanas stacked higher. Each one has a knife stabbed through it. Right. And they're kind of like bordering the outside of the board. 
two point two meters is long. Like it's bigger than <laughs> it's so very long. So there's a lot of parmesanas in this, and then there's in the in the middle of them the stacks of meat, uh, the souvlaki meat and onions, and they're really piled high. And then at each end there's a little bordered off section, also bordered in parmas, by parmas, which has got calamari rings, fried calamari rings, and so I just found a photo of it. It's yeah. Are you looking at the 2.2? Because I think they've got a few different sizes. Um, I don't know what I'm looking at here. I know Facebook's not letting me look at anything without a account. Um, there's a lot. There's just a, it's a lot of food. What is it? Like, Who is it for? Like, it's got it. Oh, hang on a second. What? Uh, one of the photos, it's a YouTube video. It's Parmalaki platter, 100 kilos. Right. That's a lot. Yeah, it's, it's so much. Oh, I think I'm seeing the one that you... <laughs> Who, like, a party of 30 people? Like... Oh, no, but you get you get groups of people and they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll get this big thing. Not thinking how much food this is going to be and how much food wastage is going to go into it. But, like, how do they cook all that food... Surely you've got some cold parmesanas going out there with a knife through it. Yeah, the answer to how do they cook all that food, I think the, the answer is probably not very well. Okay. <laughs> hey, look, I haven't been to Fat Chef in Kiel. Could be a oh, yeah, maybe, maybe treat. Could be a treat. We should go for a, um, an ale of a time, uh, crack the ceiling, family dinner. Okay. Yeah. Fat Chef. Get a, well, that, we can also do a breakfast. They're now doing breakfast boards. Um, <laughs> So they, they seem to be really obsessed with putting everything on a long board and calling it a platter. <laughs> so this one has, um, I can see, six hash browns. There's probably like four avocados sliced up. There's, and everything's kind of stacked on top of each other. So there's eggs that are kind of layered on top of each other. Um, there's maybe like a dozen pieces of toast layered on top of each other. Not everything needs to come on a giant board. Just give people their own plate. <laughs> just stacked. Just stacked. The only it's way really to get a fried egg is... On top of a bunch of other fried eggs. <laughs> and they started doing steak ones as well. So it's like, you know, oh, a big steak and it's three steaks. <laughs> uh, they do, oh, that's look, the best. They do dessert ones. You, so you can build by the slice and get yeah. the choice of 10 to 15 steaks. Uh, sorry, cakes. That's I don't hate that. Cakes, I mean, it's a lot of cakes. Yeah. And like, look, people people loving it. People having a good time. It goes off on socials for them. They get They get so much engagement. Like the the this cake one I'm looking at, yeah, 70, 70 comments, <laughs> eighty four reacts. Is it um, all like the classic? I mean, it's probably what you want your comments to be as a business like that. Is it all just like tagging your mate's name in it? One hundred percent. It's it's just t- tagging and saying, uh, "Check this out, lads." Uh, oh, Boys' night next time, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Um, you know, girls' night, like we're gonna, you know, because they do a lot of cocktail stuff as well. Yeah, or is it like they, um, everyone's into it? Lots of like inside references, like you reckon Frogman could take this down? Oh, <laughs> definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I might sign up again with Facebook just to have a look at their, <laughs> their socials. And yeah, That's so I, funny. Not not for us, but yeah, it's working for them. Well, maybe <laughs> I don't know. I was having a good time just looking at their TripAdvisor post. So, what are the reviews like? Oh, raving! Are you kidding me? Yeah, right. Uh, I'll try and get back to it, but 
I mean, I was, Emma's, I was looking at the photos with um, Emma's cousin, who's circa eighteen, between eighteen and twenty, in yeah. Shepparton. Yeah, knows about it. I think he sure. mentioned it to Emma, or he was tag- like she saw he was tagged on one of their comments um, by his friends, like you know, next time we're in Melbourne, lads, kind of thing. So, as a um, as a jeez, imagine that it's three from thirty eight reviews, it's three stars out of five. But it's 14 out of 19 restaurants in Keel or East. There you go. So, okay, good. I don't know Three Three's not good. I don't know how uh, TripAdvisor works, but mm. it's food, service, and value are the three um, categories that you can rank. Yep. They're all three and a half, but it's three overall. So I don't know how that rounding down works. But Yeah, right. Um, I think they have good beer on tap. Is that right? They've got um, Siri, <laughs> Siri the most sons. recent, the four most recent um, reviews are all, are all one star. All one star. <laughs> Don't <or> bother. <laughs> Utterly deplorable. Never ever again. Tasteless Palmer. Terrible salad and hidden condition. What does that mean? All oh, right. Uh, it, there's a condition in which to get a Palmer, you have to buy a drink uh, worth at least seven dollars. That's for every oh, farmer deal. They they have a deal where you have to. Yeah right. Yeah, they yeah. ran out of meat by seven p.m. during dinner service. I mean, because they put so much on every plate. <laughs> <laughs> Just put our meat on our plate. Uh, and then you're unprofessional, disappointing, and we haven't even reached a table yet. I don't know what that means, but I like it. Yeah, right. Well, I won't mention the other beers they've got in tap then because they're all okay. – there's, there's quite a few good ones in there and I don't want to. I don't want them associated with, with those uh, reviews. Do yourself a favour. Go and have a look at their um, <laughs> TripAdvisor reviews when you get a minute. That's very mm. funny. Mm. All right. What were we talking about? Howler. <laughs> Howler. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, let's move on from that and talk okay. about beer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, You've got I some beers from Lasseren lately, hey? Yeah, I um, put together a box. So I emailed them because they have kind. Of, they don't have a shop online. Well, they they do, but to get kind of mixed boxes, you kind of need to email them. Yep. Uh, and Will McDonald, a former guest of the show, mm-hmm. uh, gave me a call and we chatted through some options. I didn't want to buy heaps. I've got I've got too much beer at the moment, but I wanted to support. I haven't bought anything from them for a while, so I thought I'll support my friends over there and. Uh, Picked up, he gave me a call, we chatted through some things. They've just, actually, he alluded to an announcement that they were about to make. Um, and as we hit record, I noticed that the announcement was made. Um, so I'll just bring that up, hey? This is Do breaking it. news. Not by the time you hear this. No, no. Um, they're launching a collab with Carwin Sellers and yeah, Sunland. Yeah, I'm just looking at that myself now, yeah. Fresh Fruit Orchards and Cobram. Uh, so naturally fermented fruit, uh, beer... Um, there's a peach raspberry wild ale, a plum wild ale, uh, some magnums going on. All sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, um, sure But I picked up a – I got four of their Funk IPA, which was very, very yummy. Yeah, we were it's talking kind of a, about like that. that is like ripe to be put into a 440 mil can. Yeah, because oh, be all their ideal. cans are th- – they're all 330 and yeah. I crushed that so quickly. Yeah. Um, but they have, they've been putting smaller runs of, uh, cans out. They've got their own canning machine now. So they're kind of putting out, um, I guess starting a range of more esoteric can releases, kind of Mm -hmm. smaller, small runs. And they had a, the one that I had was a six year 
think apricot and peach wild ale, uh, barrel aged, and it was like eight dollars a can. That's which nuts. is yeah, it's a really really great price, and it was a really I almost want to say strange beer, and and you know it's a six year old, it's been in a barrel for six years, um, and you know to to be able to try something like that for you know the entry fee is eight bucks to get that into your shopping basket. That's a yeah, pretty that's, good. Yeah, uh, it's worth a risk. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I'm not sure I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed the experience, which is which, exactly which what one I'm looking was it? For. Sorry, was it Beyond Peach? Was it that one? The Peach and yeah. Nectarine? Sorry. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The it nice cans a, too. Yeah, they look great, and it had a, it was almost like a salty popcorn finish, which I think was from barrel kind of character coming. Yeah, through. right. Um. Yeah, it was really fascinating. Uh, and for eight dollars, I, I yeah, good experience. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Um, I got a couple That's couple great. more. I'm looking forward to drinking the saison because the last time I had that was probably a year ago, and it was stunning. Yeah, it nice. Yeah, I reckon so I haven't had um, I haven't had that in a while myself. Um, you've got Moondog listed as something you want to mention. Yeah, I just had. Um, I mean, it, I think it might set up to. Um, a little bit of a rant I think you alluded to earlier, but they just made a, I think they just call it a West Coast IPA and it's clean and it's stiff and it's bitter and it's just exactly what I want and so few people are making it. I mean, I know there's a, a lot more, but a lot of the West Coast IPAs that I've been picking up, the once-offs are West Coast, but they're still kind of like a little bit, Juicy, from, I don't know what the, what it is, but like as far as just like clean, bitter West Coast IPAs, I really enjoyed that one. I think when we mentioned it before we started recording, you said, you know, maybe that's, you know, it's not hard to make. And then you said maybe it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that probably. And that's, well, that's something that I remember back in the day, and I think people now do it with hazies, people would say, you know, oh, you just can't stick a whole bunch of hops in it to cover up all the flaws. You know, that's easy, and and that's like fucking every brewer that was releasing a four percent session ale. Yeah, well, we could have just stuck a bunch of hops in it, but everyone's yeah. doing that. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, just you know, firstly, just be proud of your session ale. Don't yeah. rip on everyone else's beers, yeah. and also, uh, so like acting like that's easy, and you can do that and have a good beer is such. It's so unfair to brewers that do that and make a good beer because it's so hard to do. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, like, it must be. I guess if it was easy to do, everyone would do it, wouldn't they? But um, yeah. Oh, pl- plenty of the old, elder. They just you stuck a bunch of just hops stuck in. A, well, I mean, that's, they should have made a session ale. I think. I think that's what I'm seeking, and I don't think we've got the beer drinking um, population to do it. But like. It's regularly available on the West Coast. I mean, probably all over America now, but like on the West Coast um, where it's popularized, hmm. they're doing it constantly. It's always available. Hmm. And I hmm. think it's because they can make it to a scale that makes sense financially or they can turn it over to a level where it makes sense financially. But like, I don't know. If it's like as much as there's good IPAs around like, I don't think that there's consist like a core range IPA that like 
blows your mind every single time. You know what uh, I mean? Good cans of Hop Stomper. Actually, sorry, good can, cans of Hop Stomper does that for me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I I'd, I'd be I'd be interested to know, interested to know, you know, how our tastes have changed since you were there. As Fair well. enough. I think there's. A, it's one, also it's, they're it's, all doing, everyone's doing hazies now. Exactly. Well. I think it's 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 one percent, but I think it's a big one percent. I think the difference between a six percent and a seven percent West Coast IPA is pretty big. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's that seven that I'm talking about specifically. Whereas, yeah, Hop Stomper, um, Mr. Banks, that's six percent West Coast IPA. They're killing it constantly. But yeah. I think it's a different beer. It just yeah, hits okay. it, it, it. It hits a different way, and I don't see a lot of that consistently here. Mm. It's happened lately with once offs, and I'm loving it. But yeah. for a, to be able to just pick up a solid can of that by someone all the time would be a treat. Yeah, yeah. Um, fixation fix. I haven't had that, but that one came to mind. Yeah, I've had the, the current release. That's a one off. Uh, but uh, it's a one-off, yeah. but yeah, it happens. It's no, it's not a one-off, but it's uh, seasonal, I guess. Yeah, once yeah. a year, or maybe even more regular. Maybe it's every few months. Hmm. I'm not sure actually, but I'd like to see more of that. But I don't know if it's financially viable, or I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. If there's just like not enough hops around for people to do that sort of stuff regularly, but I'll I think it's. No, there are enough hops because everyone's putting them into their hazies. That's a good point. That's a good point, yeah. Um, and speaking of hazies, the, the kind of, you know, the long-running criticism of hazies being, you know, not great, you know, not 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 good brewing. Um, and when you, you know, some of the Mr. Banks hazies we've talked about recently, I had a, a Nomad hazy the other day that was, was really good. Um, supersonic, supersonic? No, jet lag. Jet lag, double dry hop. Uh, then you, I think they're rotating their double dry hops. You know the the hops they use in this. Yeah. Uh, for each release and oh, yeah, so they was, like they regularly make jet lag, but they just yeah 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 okay yeah. Um, really, really good. And then I, I've had a couple that have been less than good. Okay. And I, I won't say what they were. I think I had one after the Mister Banks one. And it was like Mr. Banks Citra Fields, which was gorgeous. Like, yeah, that's a, just stunning. Absolute um, ripper, that one. Yeah. And then one that wasn't as good, and you, you, the, 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 the gap was huge. Yeah. Between yeah, the two, okay. you could, you could really, you could really tell there's a, a difference in understanding of, sure, how these beers are made, um, and and you know, because there is a, it's it is a new series, a new lot of science that goes into it. For sure, and just like just refining the skills i guess mm. and the approach to it is going to make a difference and i might i might have to dip my toe back in um more regularly because i think pretty early i sort of decided that it wasn't really for me um mm. but then i mean i make a mr banks exception pretty much whenever i see it and i just got the uh hop nation synchronicity mm. uh, which is their new hazy double and it was mm. awesome it was so good it was like a big whack of pineapple and citrus um pineapple bomb you might call it um hey. but it was unreal and it was like it didn't have the mouthfeel that i 
decided that I didn't really like that much. Um, mm. I really enjoyed it. So maybe I'm just, maybe I just need to taste some of the more uh, refined uh, hazies now. And like mountain culture at range, they don't get to the level of popularity they do for making bad beer. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I mean, I think range. I know range have, have evolved their their packaging uh, or how how they package. Um, I think they had a few issues early on, but everything I've had of theirs has been just glorious lately. And, and mountain culture, mountain culture. Yeah, um, um, I think I also I can't think of what it was called, but I had a mountain culture West Coast as well, and it was sublime as well. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of hazies, we had a great chat with John Salton from Brick Lane. Uh, and then I did a couple of tastings with them. Yep. Uh, virtual media tastings with the, the, uh, stouts and yep. the super low alcohol hazy. Stouts are fun. Stouts yeah. Are really um, fun. I've had, I've only had two of the three so far and the one that's not, I haven't had that one that was aged in that rum barrel. Amberana, the Amberana, um, yep. and then the other one was the vanilla. Was it vanilla or coconut? Yeah. Vanilla and just, but I reckon the regular Russian Imperial was terrific. I didn't mm. love the vanilla one so much, but um, I think that was probably my pick. The vanilla one, yeah. Although I had them all kind of on the, at the same time. Yeah, but, right, right, right. Uh, um, yeah, no, I had both of mine sort of like quite separate, uh, but I'm. Pretty keen to try the Amberana one. Yeah, the Amberana one was was fascinating. Um, yeah, okay. Really cinnamony and and um, herbal. Uh, you know, you could almost similarities to like a um, you know herbal spirit or something like that. Yeah, right. Uh, Interesting. It's kind of fun. All right. Um, what did you think of the hazy? Um, Is it the I... hazy? Not the pale, the avalanche hazy. The was that the one you were talking hazy about? IPA? Was... Yeah. That's the one that was like 6.9% or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. So initially I didn't love it because I don't know, like I haven't had a lot of hazy hazy IPAs at that, le- at that level that is just purely New Zealand hops and that mm. throws a real different um, hop profile at it. And without really analyzing it too much, I just thought it wasn't really for me. Uh, and then after like John talked us through it and how it was sort of like uh, laid and built, I was like, actually, that's pretty great. That's pretty fantastic. And it made me realize that I could probably just get talked into any viewpoint. If I like, if the person that creates it just convincingly tells me the the, the reason why it is the way it is, I'm actually like, uh, that, that's the best that's so good yeah yeah it was interesting because I, I kind of think i alluded to it when we were chatting of that combination of hops i don't think people expect in a hazy beer yeah for sure because it, it's super delicate yeah um really like just just gentle accents of really really nice flavor but not like as you said the hop nation it isn't the whack pineapple. yeah it isn't the hoppy whack and I mean, we talked about it with Paul months ago. Now we talked, and then we brought it back up again um, with John. But like that same approach went into their their draft. Um, 
I mean, I might. That might be one of the most interesting beers I've had in ages. <laughs> like, I think we need to we need to stop. I think we need a cap on draft talk. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's it's, re- it's reaching uh, Hop Nation chop levels of. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you might be right. Um, <laughs> but a fascinating beer, though, for good reason. And you know, yeah, there's a reason. Yeah, yeah. But just not. like as a, I mean, as a line and length lager, as the way it's sort of like marketed. Um, the Brick Lane draft, mm. like, I don't know, it's so, like, intricate and interesting. Mm. Uh, if you haven't had a listen to that chat with John, it was a, a good one. Very um, good one. During the media tasting for the Imperial Stouts, uh, came up that uh, David Cronenberg movies came up, Paul Bowker, the aforementioned Paul, um, one of the co-founders, uh, mentioned he'd gone to The Fly, the Cronenberg version of The Fly, and uh, then... John expressed a bit of love for David Cronenberg and uh, I bloody love a David Cronenberg movie, Dave. So I want to get John back and we want to, I want to talk about Cronenberg, Cronenberg movies. Special. All right. I uh, watched a little bit of video drawing the other night uh, and I realized how much that video drawing my video drone. All right. So, uh, the James I don't think Wood I know what that is. All oh, right. Okay. Starring Cronenberg movie. It's a, uh, yeah, uh, watching it now and knowing that it was one of my favourite movies as a teenager makes my aesthetic make a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, right, this explains a lot. It's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, oh, no, I, I wanted to talk about one other thing now that we're talking yes. about hops. So I had the... Bridge Road Hazy Pale. Uh, I don't know if it's a new core range. It must be a limited release because it was a paper paper label in the can. Uh, it was really lovely. So what really was it? Good. It was like just a Hazy hazy Pale or Hazy IPA? Hazy Pale. Pretty, yeah. I think, maybe 4.5%. Okay. Um, and it had Talus hops, T-A-L-U-S hops in it, which are a newish hop that... Uh, Jetty Road did a single hop IPA with them, which is kind of my first experience with them. Have you is are you familiar with it yet? No, never. I'm just looking it up now to see what sort of like um, characteristics it gives off. People have said mango, I think. Um, on the Beer Co website, uh, it says it demonstrates key aroma flavors of pink grapefruit, dried roses, citrus peel, tropical fruits. Sage and pine resin. Yeah, right. Interesting. I mean, I'm, I think, I mean, if you say tripi- um, tropical fruits and you're getting mango, I think you're probably on the right the right track. Well, that, uh, but that's quite a, and the gamut you've said then, like, would you say rose? Dried rose petals, did I say? Yeah. Dried roses, and, yeah. Because, like, I kind of almost get, uh, I almost want to say, like, irritating mango skin. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> no, like well, I, can had... sort of, I can sort of see that, yeah. Yeah, you know, like the flavor that you'd associate with mango skin irritating your skin um, and like almost pickle or something from it, like pickle juice is in there somewhere for me. It's a really bizarre and it comes across quite jarring on my palate, but I really like it. Like that might not sound like a, a, a desirable description, but every time I have it, the first couple of sips, I'm like, oh, Talus, I can taste that immediately, and um, I did it with this beer. I didn't, I didn't know they had it in it, and I was like, "Yep, I know what that is." That's well, Talus. Interestingly, this beer co 
is a homebrew website and they've mm-hmm. got like a um, they got craft beer examples. So some beers that will use this hop um, that you might recognize. And one of them was um, Mr. Banks smells like Yakima. And that's that was a ripper. I don't know if you recall having that one. I don't one, think I tried that, no. But that was a great one. So um I think the Mr. Banks no, not Mr. Banks, sorry, Brick Lane Pink Boots beer. I think that used a hot blend which had talus in it. And oh, I could okay. definitely pick it up in that as I well. I quite like that. That was a red yeah. IPA? Uh no, that was a oh rye. Rye pale? Oh right. Maybe it was Was it a rye red? Nah, that you, maybe you're thinking of the Three Ravens one. Maybe I was, yeah. Um, yeah, really, uh, the beer was really good, and that hop has really piqued my curiosity. Um, just a really strange hop, and I, I don't know if it's just me. I've I've had other people. No one seems to be as weirded out by it as I do. As no I one's am. mentioned weirdness on mango skin. Yeah, no, but oh. people seem to like it. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, anything else? Uh, nothing else on the rundown. I think if you combine our first take, second take, and now third take, we're probably uh, at about that time. We are at about that time. Uh, lovely chatting to you, Dave. Always a pleasure. Don't um, um, don't drive yourself too crazy at the prospect of more lockdowns. I mean, it's inevitable, but do what you can. Yeah. Have you yeah. got any... Have you gotten to the stage of acceptance where you're like trying to think about new and healthy ways to deal with it? Oh, new and healthy. Okay. No, we're in, I think I'm in a moment of. You're in free fall? Yeah, this is, I I stood in my kitchen uh, immediately after lunch and ate two pieces of toast while staring into space. Yeah. Uh, I've I've, I've been in free fall. And I'm um, I'm ready to turn it back around. I think that's good. That's good. I, I look forward to getting there. I'm thinking about shaving my beard off for a bit. Oh yeah, just because it's been 15 years. Yeah, and I mean, if you're worried about what it's going to do to your face, I mean, two weeks of growth. If you hate it, minimum. Hey, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the thinking. That's the thinking. Yeah. Um, I remember yeah, pre-beard. I, I remember you've had it off before, though. I mean, you know, like since we've been hanging out. Very briefly, I, I seem to recall. Uh, I did it. I did it for a Movember. I did it for a Movember one time. Yeah, and that right. would have been 2010 at the very. Yeah, that latest. sounds about right, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, maybe. I remember getting asked for ID <laughs> um, at like Etihad Stadium at a footy game. I was like, "What? <laughs> What's this? <laughs> this hasn't happened for so long." <laughs> um, so okay. maybe oh, I'd be flattered now that I'm 38. Oh, for sure. Oh, you for want sure. ID? Oh, you, you kids, you wouldn't know. Okay. What does is, what is coming out of Freefall look like for you there, Dave? Um, I think probably um, being a bit more thoughtful about what I'm consuming, being more uh, active as a whole. Um, and I think in combination of that, I think will be uh, a big turnaround. Great. Yeah. I'm, I'm still certainly keeping up yoga and – Eating very healthy. We nice. went to get take. We went to get takeaways last night. Uh, after a, I bought the wrong shellfish. That's a whole different story. Yeah, sure, it's <laughs> um, <laughs> a whole different story. Uh, and then we're like, Ugh, I don't really feel like takeaways. So we ended up 
cooking and eating a, a healthy home cooked meal. So you know, my free fall wasn't that bad. It's not too bad. Well, I'll tell you what, my free fall um, uh, bottom when I was like, all right, it's time to turn it around. Um, Steph went to the supermarket and said, do you want anything? And it was like just getting a couple of things. It wasn't like a shop time. Yeah. And she goes, do you want anything? And I was like, no, I'll actually get some Buffalo Trace. <laughs> 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 and I was like, yeah, a good glad one. you got that, but. I think it's time to <laughs> make some decisions about <laughs> what's important for me to be getting on a quick trip to the shops, yeah. Um, I was talking to someone about bourbon recently and Buffalo Trace and, and specifically and saying to them, they were like, oh, I've never really drunk much bourbon. Maybe I should drink more. And I was like, just start with Buffalo Trace. Well, it's so almost you know, like you should and shouldn't because it's, it's one of those ones where like, it's so much better than its price point mm. that you might, if you start off with Buffalo Trace and then go to explore, you might ruin yourself. Yeah. You might be like, ugh, this, this bottle that's three times the price is not it's, as good. It's kind of astounding how good, good it is for how much it is. Yep. Anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Dave, if people want to find you on the internet, what are they send doing? me an email at dave at uh, How about you, Luke? You can get me luke at aleofatime.com. Uh, tune into the Hypothetical Institute where last week we talked about – what did we talk about? I just finished doing it. Uh, Graver boy codes and TikTok manifestations. Interesting. If you want to learn all about getting positive vibes out into the universe – using tiktok tune in to uh hypothetical institute next week we're talking about clowns nice we'll go over there let me uh, let me ask you this does bozo mm. come up don't know yet haven't recorded it all right hey dave we don't we hardly ever mention you on the hypothetical institute <laughs> yes got him i like it <laughs>